welcome. We invite you to open up your minds and your hearts. And join us, for I am not that. Liberating the self from the self. And now your hosts, Tezra and Koa. Bam. All right. Welcome. Welcome, Delilah. Welcome, everyone, to I Am Not That podcast. Liberating the self from the self. I'm your co-host, Tezra. And I'm Koa. And we have the honor and pleasure of having Delilah on our show. Uh, met her through Instagram um, with some amazing posts. Really, really um, thought-provoking and just just really, really, really great post, great energy. So we wanted to meet the person behind the post and here she is. So thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for and having me. The one thing that I love about your post that is, is such alignment with our podcast. I mean, like every post I read, I'm just like on fire. I'm like, yes! Mm -hmm. And then finally I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, no, we gotta interview this person. Who is this person doing all this magic behind the scenes? Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> so what, how do you want to start off? Want to tell us a little about her? So yeah, so let's just, just um, Delilah, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself to uh, our audience and give us a little background of your upbringing and yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. So I am, um, I'm Delilah, right? Uh, <laughs> I live in Chicago. I'm a single mom. I'm also a hairdresser in Lombard, Illinois, and I am number three in line out of seven children that my mother and father have raised so proudly um, and so positively. My father is from a Catholic background, and my mom is from just an open spiritual background. So that is where I got my interest in kind of being within spirituality and meditating, um, yeah, that's uh, not so much uh, to it. I am the author of I Grow, You Grow, and We Grow um, for my Instagram. And the reason why I call it like I'm the author is because I feel like I'm writing something that will resonate into somebody in hopes that they'll read it. And like how you did, Tezreal, you're like, oh my God, like, yes, I, I connect with what she is saying. Yes. So I'm going to read a couple of your posts throughout the interview, throughout the share. But I just want to dive in a little bit more to your mother's spiritual practices. Like, do you remember some of her practices that she would do? So um, she she was actually in like the Oprah Winfrey's book club. And so um, she actually got me started to Eckhart Tolle. And I remember when she read uh, The Power of Now and when she read A New Earth and she also read The Secret. And I remember she would meditate. She would meditate. I mean, there's seven kids and we're all two years apart. So she definitely meditated a lot. But she had time to squeeze that in. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, sit down and I'm going to breathe. Like, okay, what are you doing? Um, but when I was in my 20s when she started reading Eckhart Tolle and she told me to read it. And she's like, I think you would really like it. But at the time when you're 20 and your inner critic is like, what is this? This is, I don't know what this is. I don't know what he's saying. So I brushed it off. But she told me, she goes, one day you're going to reread this. And when you do reread this, I want you to come back to me. And so that's where like this connection of 
of Eckhart Tolle and just kind of diving in with her coincides together. Oh, that's excellent. Excellent. So, um, so when did uh, you, what, what would you say your like starting point on your spiritual path? Like, you know, I, I grew up around meditation as well. And also that kind of mixture of church and, and, and meditation. And um, like, there's typically when you're younger, it's like, all right, this is what my parents are into or whatever they're doing. But then there becomes that certain point where you have your own experience or you start to really see something more for it in yourself. Like what, what like, I guess, age or how many years ago? Like, so when did that start for you? Actually, Koa, that started this year for me. Um, a lot of times I would go to church, you know, every Sunday, do the whole, you know, Catholic church, um, stay there and try to resonate with the priest was saying, you know. Um, but it wasn't until... Until actually, well, I would say like last year leading into this year, when I went through my breakup with my fiance um, of five years, that was hard. That was hard on me. That was hard on my 12-year-old son. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go anymore. I don't want to go down a dark path of depression. I've been there before and I don't want to be there. Um, you know, I prayed and prayed and prayed, like, what do I do? And so something told me to ask mom about the book and she's like read she, I asked her like where's the Eckhart Tolle book can I reread it and she's like yeah sure until it was like reading that and hearing the podcast learning about chakras which I was like what is this and hearing AJ's um podcast about deep breathing meditation and Reiki and all this like I felt like this was like a new world I'm hearing all of this because I have so much access to it whereas before you would go to a library and it's like self-help books or you wouldn't even know where to find like books about meditation or books about like um your consciousness or being present like none of that's around until now where the internet is so accessible that you have these things and it's like okay what are chakras? What are Reiki? What else is Eckhart Tolle on? And then there's another guy that's called Vex King. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He wrote an amazing book called Good Vibes, Good Life. I have my whole, I have two affirmation boards of nothing but quotes on quotes of what he has said. And one of them resonates with me is be the best version of you that you can be. Energy is connected energy is contagious. Energy doesn't lie. And so I feel like me going through my breakup, really praying, like, what am I going to do? You know, manifesting my energy of like, someone help me, something help me. Where do I go? Whereas the universe is leading me into, into this path of like, all right, I'm going to open the doors for you and you're going to dive into something and you're going to want more information and more and more. And so I would say like this, this year was just like, I have a library now of like everything that I'm learning. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love, I can relate to you when you said that, you know, you would go to church and you're looking for something, you're looking for this connection. You know, you're, you're, you're looking for this, the, the answer for something that's missing and, uh, and I went through that same thing. And, uh, and so I eventually left the church because I couldn't find it. And I'm like, no, it's something more, something more. So like yourself, I had this deep yearning and this was before 
the internet came out and I had that deep yearning. But when you have that deep yearning, no matter if you are in the heels of, you know, no matter if you're in the hills of that place, the information will find you because you are putting out, you know, you have that deep yearning. And so, like you said, thankfully with the internet access and the vastness of it, you know, it's reaching us at a much faster pace now. Um, And also you had touched upon, and I want to dive into this a little bit more because this is kind of what our podcast is about. It's about taking your own destiny in your hands and not allowing society to to dictate, you know, your quality of life or what you're able to do according to the color of your skin and, you know, according to your financial background, like how you can really be liberated, you know, to your own destiny and your own findings of that and you had touched upon energy and and I love when you said energy doesn't lie yes I I love that oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's it's absolutely on point yeah so that's so so great start so far then you're saying the journey is kind of new but you know this this is great this is excellent I'm really really glad to be a part of your journey and vice versa so we can so what do you mean by, can you um, elaborate a little bit on energy doesn't lie? Can you expound okay. on that a little bit with our audience? What does that mean to you? Okay, so what, what that means to me within my perception of it is um, like how I quoted upon Nikola Tesla when he said frequency and how we're all on a, this like vibration, how everything's connected as far as, you know, the atoms in your body, the atoms in, in a statue or, or anything, basically. Um, do you guys, and I'm pretty sure you've, ex- I'm pretty sure the audience too has experienced this, whenever someone's in a bad mood, you feel it in the room and it's just like, man, what's going on here? Or if you've ever looked at someone, if you've ever people watched and you see them smile for no reason and you always, you start to smile. Now you start to kind of like their energy of smiling contracts into you. And now you're like, I wonder why she's smiling so much. Like what got her happy that now you're happy. So I feel like these just invisible things that by looking at somebody through their perception or even feeling the tension in the room, there is something that is just, that attracts you or even resist like you feel that resistance of I don't want to be here I don't know why I just don't want to I don't feel like I want to be here it's whatever your intuition is telling you so that for me is what what energy is how energy is connected and and how everything with energy is connected through my perception so do you have a question so how did you begin to trust that because that intuition that you're speaking of I call that the ant's whisper because a lot of the times it's so subtle, right? That either we don't trust it or we're so busy that we don't stop to listen. So how did you begin to, and you're probably still on this journey of trusting your intuition of listening. Like how would you explain to the audience members what, what, what do you do to trust that intuition? Like how do you listen? Okay, so... Uh, like you said, I am still figuring that out, but little by little, by you know, 1% every day getting better by it. Um, and I encourage people, don't judge yourself if you don't listen to it because it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, our mistakes just teach us lessons. That's all. 
And so um, I'll give you actually an example. Uh, when my fiance did propose to me, uh, and it was in front of my family and friends and everyone, I did have that inkling of before I said anything was no, no came to me, but I didn't say no because it was like, this is what I wanted. And it's in front of my whole friends and family and everybody's looking at me, but I never said yes. I just shook my head like this as I'm crying, but the answer said no. And, and of course, then you start, the problem started and it led to a breakup where it was just like, wow, I should have listened to myself. Why didn't I listen to myself? You know, but it's hard because like you said, it's either your inner critic is so busy minded where you're just like, you're doing a bunch of things and it's like, I, do I make this decision? Do I not make this decision? Um, do I follow my gut feeling or do I, no, I, I'm going to go with what this says first. Like, it's so hard because you, like you said, it's so soft. It's so subtle. It's like, you know, the answer, but we're mostly afraid of going for it. So what I started doing now is instead of reacting, I just wait and then I will respond. So I'll wait just like, okay, let's weigh the odds. I started school. Do I go to this school that I've never knew about? Or do I just chicken out and do my nine to five job and just stay happy with where I'm at? Do I settle or do I move forward? Do I stay where I'm at and stay comfortable in my box? Or do I move forward out of being uncomfortable and going to something great? And so you just have to sit and you have to listen and you have to weigh the odds. Whatever whispers louder will be the one that you make your decision with. Mm. Wonderful. That's interesting. Yeah, you brought up a great point. Um, one of the biggest things that hold us back from listening to that is definitely fear. Uh, it's like this, this, this combating of society and logic and things like that and then things that just come up of this, like you said, knowing, this instant knowing. And um, whether you are newer on the path or you feel like you've been kind of on a path, I mean, sometimes I, I feel like it's better if you're newer, if you've been doing stuff for a while and you're still trying to figure it out and you're still messing up all the time, it's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, like, so I, I can feel, I feel frustrated sometimes or that I haven't moved far enough or fast enough or whatever. I haven't expanded enough, you know, but I'm still like figuring things out. So between that, you know, that fear, it, it's good to acknowledge that that does come up and that we have to just really practice that being uncomfortable of whatever that, whatever knowledge comes through. That's, that's how it is for me. It's just really trying to be more comfortable with that uncomfortable going against logic, you know, that kind of thing. Because you, because I, what I have found um, when it comes to intuitive voice or, you know, the ant's whisper, um, it doesn't typically come with a why. There's mm -hmm. no explanation. It's just information. It's just truth or, you know, that vibration of truth is just knowledge. And you, and sometimes it's like you get to that fork in the road and, and, the, and the quickest way home is left. Obviously, you go there all the time and right is all roundabout. And then you hear it today. Do not go left. And it's like. But, you know, so logic and everything says home is that way, you know, so if you once you listen, one of the craziest parts for me is once you listen and go to the right and you get home later, then you don't even know what you avoided all the time. So it really is, it calls for you to build just trust 
and and just going with what may not seem logical doesn't have a, a why or an explanation with it so it's it's an interesting journey listening to yourself and then i want to kind of put take if you were to find out the why would you take that road knowing it hmm. who knows right yeah that's true um, so you said, you mentioned that when your fiance initially po proposed to you, you know, that answer whisper said no, but you know, of mm -hmm. course you're on display and it's a monumental moment. So mm -hmm. how do you do that? Were there signs along the way that showed you that maybe I shouldn't be in this situation before oh, it led up to the proposal? Oh, of course. I mean, like when you're in a relationship, you don't want to see the red flags at all because you want it to work so bad. And um, and I, I've known him since he was 16. So there was just like, like, no, no, you know, we're fine. People go through problems. Couples fight. They're supposed to fight. You hear that. Like, if you don't argue, you're not normal. So then in your brain, you're like, yeah, OK, well, this is normal. You know, even though I've never seen my parents argue but, you know, we're in a different generation. So our generation, we're supposed to argue. We're supposed to disagree. You're supposed to debate, but you're not supposed to be in a toxic relationship. No one tells people that. <laughs> and so, um, and so, yes, there were, but then we had one year where we were really good. And so then from that one year, that's when he proposed. I'm like, okay, so maybe things will get better and things, you know, they don't get better. And so here we are. <laughs> so did you go through a stage of forgiving yourself? Because like, I'm sure you kind of like beat yourself up so much for like, oh my God, all of this time and I didn't see the signs or I didn't take heed to the flats. So what was your forgiveness process like? So, um, <laughs> and it's so funny. I, I, my inner critic, I let that just explode. How could you not see the flags? You knew this was going to happen. You know, the way that you guys were together, how could you do this to your son? Now you're a single mother. Nobody's going to want you. Like those, like those judgments just like caved in. Mm. Um, so like it blinded my sight and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how, what self-forgiveness is until I started down um, with AJ's podcast. <laughs> he interviewed a woman and she had talked about saying uh, to telling yourself to forgive yourself and to forgive the person that hurt you. And so what you'd say to yourself is, um, I'm sorry, I forgive you, I love you. And you say that and you keep saying that. And so every day I would tell myself, you know, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you. And then I would add like, today's gonna be a better day. Hmm. And so you keep telling your, yourself that mantra and it really does give you a sense of lightheartedness because even though if you saw the signs or even though you, you didn't wanna see the signs and you didn't wanna see the red flags and it all comes crumbling down and you're feeling like, I have no, you know, there's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. And I can't believe this. I did this to myself. You have to forgive yourself and you have to love yourself. That really is a key thing is that self-love and feeling so deserving because even though you don't have a mate, but you are your own mate, you are your own, you know, essence, you, you are your own everything. And so I want people to know that. I want people to know that 
you don't need a person to fulfill your cup or fill your needs because you can do that yourself. You can do that yourself, but it's hard and it's a hard journey and it's a hard road, but you are so deserving and you can, and anyone can. You just have to forgive yourself, love yourself, and take that courage into doing that for you. Wow. Thank you, audience members. I hope that you felt that passion, um, you know, of forgiving yourself, of, you know, allowing yourself to make mistakes, but try to hush that inner critic because like she said, that inner critic can just overwhelm you and just take you down into such a depressive toboggan slide, as my spiritual teacher would say. Um, yeah. I was going to actually do one, one more thing and we're going to get into, not quote, but see your, your posts though. Yeah. Um, what you were saying about forgiveness, you know, it reminds me of what so many spiritual teachers, you know, they get into as far as the root of suffering is attachment, you know, and, and it can be in such little levels, whether it's like a minor attachment or just really hung up on something. And I feel like that's really interwoven into the forgiveness part. It's like you're trying to loosen that attachment to the judgment of yourself or that moment that that, that you just can't stand, that you just keep harboring over and just keep thinking about and oh, oh, just staying stuck with being attached to it. What do you think about just attachment in general, and even when it's not just that specific instance we were talking about, but just in general, just really trying to not allow yourself to get hung up on stuff. Do you have practices for letting go? Okay, so um, that's a really good um, question. Attachment is so hard, as you know, to let go, whether it's attachment to food, attachment to a person, attachment to substances, attachment to family, attachment to hurt, attachment to words. So um, I don't have like one specific uh, remedy that I could give your audience, but I, what I could say is if you're trying to detach yourself from an ex, what you do say is, or from any person, um, that person is not my today. This hurt is not my right now. This is not what I'm going to keep telling myself. He is not here. She is not here. Um, what I will have today, what I, will I, what I will have right now for myself is what I am bringing, my forgiveness, my love and my deserving. They are not here, they are not present, and they are not right now. Mm, that's amazing. I love that yeah. because that's basically where the hurt comes from. We're still stuck in the past of what it was. I'm using our memory. Using our memory. Mm -hmm. um, and like Deepak Chopra says, I will use my memories. I will not allow my memories to use me. And so that's a perfect example of the memories using us, you know, just soaking and just zapping our all being and, and our interconnection, you know, when you live in the past. And so when you say they are not my today, they are not my now, yeah. that is so true. Yeah. And that's a great way to, that's a great tool to use actually. Mm -hmm. Yep. To bring yourself into the now. Yeah. Do um, and then there was something else that I wanted to um, touch upon uh, when you were speaking about um, the forgiveness and um, latching on. 
And of course, it probably has left me, but it was so good. <laughs> I'm trying to hang on to it. Um, but you have so many beautiful posts. So I just kind of want to go over a few. We have time for a few. And then, and just discuss and just munch on these beautiful posts that you put up. And so we want everybody to know that her Instagram is I grow, you grow, we grow. Yeah, with the, with the underscores. Yeah, with the underscores. Yeah. <laughs> underscore grow. Underscore. Underscore you. Underscore grow. Underscore we. Underscore grow. It so looks better when you look at it than trying to see it. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That is, I grow, you grow, we grow. You remember that song? <laughs> you dip, I dip, we dip. I love it. <laughs> so this one, your capture is B. That's your word for your yes. theme. And then you said B, the common word that we use from time to time. As Shakespeare wrote in Hamlet, to be or not to be, that is the question. To be what the mind tells us to be or to be what others tell us we should be, break away the thoughts of judgment and realize the only thing you should be is aware. Be aware of your thoughts and energy. Be aware of your valid truths. Be aware of what you can control and be aware of what your inner critic is trying to tell you to control. Be kind to yourself. Be resilient, be abundant, be generous, be contagious energy. As I have mentioned before, everything is connected literally. Be connected with your highest authentic self and watch how your thoughts shift your life. <laughs> that is so very, very true. Mm -hmm. And I think that as a society, this is what our society has disconnected us from. Um, we are sitting with this, with this cord in our hands, not plugged into anything. And so we're feeling very hopeless and, and very um, unsupported you know, through what media is just, you know, shoving down our throats of what we should be, of what we should think of, you know, how we should live, of what we can do, you know, who we can be or who we cannot be. Mm -hmm. So I think that if we as a collective society, if we were begin to take this, um, you say, to break away the thoughts of judgment and realize the only thing you should be is aware. So when we become aware of our thoughts, right, we can now do a course correction when the thought is not feeling good to us. We don't have to continue with that. But when we are not aware, when we're asleep at the wheel, we just continue to go down this, you know, dark, negative path of hopelessness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not even hopelessness. Also, I'm going to add in like how you just like, like how you said, how you just mindlessly are somewhere you could be driving and your body is driving, but your mind is on yesterday. Why did I let her say that to me? Oh, when I see her again, I'm going to make sure she really hears what I have to say as you're driving. I also feel like when you do that, you let your mind take control of everything, your, your actions of what you're doing, your, you know, 
the friends that you make, the enemies that you make, which, you know, there really isn't such thing as enemies. It's just your negative energy and your projection is connected to their negative energy and their projection. You could turn that around and be their friend. They would might freak out because their inner critic is like, she's up to something, you know, like, why is she being so nice to me? And you're then now like, you know what? I don't even have to talk to this person anymore the way that I used to talk to them. That's how I used to be at work. At work, I was like, my boss is not for me. My boss is, you know, God, there one day I'm going to be fired and everything is not working. Why am I not doing this hair right? Until when we came back from the shutdown, I was like, you know what? This is a, this is a great opportunity that I'm in. My boss is doing everything that she can this is a great opportunity that I'm in and all my coworkers here are for me. We're all friends. We're all the same thing. We're all energy and work just turned around for me. Like, like it was weird and it was great. And I'm like, Oh my God, we're all happy. Like, this is awesome. Just by changing the smallest thing, by changing something by 1%, Mm -hmm. by just changing how you see things and how you think of them. Everything does, it really does little by little. It makes positive changes. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing, like what you're saying, how you were going in one direction and it can, you can start going, you know, you know your, your physical, you know, surroundings, your life can start taking shape of that or you can just turn that around and go the other way and then all of a sudden you see that manifest. And that just reminds me of how um, many people, they, they talk about the mind like soil, um, it doesn't really, you know, your thoughts, you planting these seeds, the, the mind doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what you plant, it's going to give it, it's going to let it grow. So if you want to plant poison ivy, you're going to have lush, beautiful poison ivy plants, or you can have rose gardens, it's up to you. So yeah, that, that's, that's something that we have to all keep in mind is that be careful of these seeds we plant in the form mm-hmm. of thoughts. And you had mentioned uh, the COVID pause. I call it the COVID pause. Um, of how during that time, you had time to sit, right? And reflect yes. and start to do that inner work. And that was one of the beautiful things that came out of this calamitous time is that I remember when at the first onset of it, I got this feeling of like excitement because I said, oh my God, I could start to really go deeper within. I could really use this time because other times when I tried to do it, the world was still going on. Like that siren is still going on. (laughs) The world was still going on. (laughs) So it's like, it's hard to do it, even though it can be done, but it's hard to do it when everything else is still moving along, you know, and you're just dropping out. But when the whole country especially our city new york city when everything came to a pause that was the most invaluable time ever mm-hmm. because now not only am i dropping within but the whole city just kind of took a pause and stood still so when you spoke about when you came when you guys came out of it and you went back into your place of work and you went back into it with a whole new energy And see, and that's the thing that I think that we are missing, and especially in the brown and black community, because it's really not taught in our community. It's not prevalent of how power, how everything hinges off of your energy and your words. So I don't know if we can, I want to just dive into that a little bit. 
right? How do we extricate ourselves out of what society says that we are, out of the statistics that society pegs us in? How do we extricate ourselves from that narrative so that Yes, we do have racism out here. We do have, you know, unfairness out here. But how do I extract myself from that narrative? Because I don't, just because it's there doesn't mean that I have to participate or experience it. Right. right. Wow. <laughs> I feel like that would be, that's really hard for everyone. That's really hard for everyone. How do you take yourself out from that narrative? How do you tell... How do you, like, I will say when I started this Instagram, I was thinking about it throughout this whole, like, um, the pause and it wasn't until August is when I started it, but my inner critic would say, no, one's going to listen to you. No, one's got, what, what are you going to do this for? No, one's going to listen to you. No, one's going to, you know, have to hear what you want to say. No one is, there's plenty of books out there. There's authors, there's famous people. Who are you? You're just this, you're just this regular person, you know, who, who are you? And so for those who went through the marches, for those who went to the rallies for the Black Lives Matter movement, they were probably all thinking the same thing. Who am I? Who is going to hear what I have to say? Who is going to move and listen to this movement? And it's so, I found it like so great that everyone came together because they were all having that same thought. Today, I'm going to make my voice heard. Today, I am not going to listen to what my aunt says or what my grandmother says or what my brother is telling me, don't go to that rally. No one's going to listen to you guys anyways. Like everybody was like on the same wavelength, that same vibration, that same energy, that same energetic connection. And not just here, but just like in Chicago and Italy and other places in the country to have that same want of success that we are going to be heard no matter what we will be heard our ancestors or our relatives from way back when with martin luther king's march they were heard so we're going to do the same thing if they were heard and they had the exact same thought we had where no one's going to listen to you we're going to go out there and we're going to make sure they listen so i feel like that's where that came from everybody's thought in the same energetic connection we're all we're all in so it's like basically you're pulling, you're just pulling from your from from your inner power. You have to just mm -hmm. really get in touch with it and just lift yourself up, I guess, and just take your shot. Just go for it. You have to move. You have yeah. to. If you stay where you're at and not move, mm -hmm. then you're gonna be where you're, where where everybody and your inner critic is right. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta really, really focus on like like your post as far as B. Um, that that's uh, the thing I love about it is that it really um, it it guides people back to the actual most important part of or one of the most important parts of the the experience of just being alive, being human, being in physicality is being because society mainly focuses on the doing. They want you to do things. They want you to be consumers. They want you to do do do, and they don't really focus and put a lot of energy into people, you know, accessing their being and what are, who do you want to be to get people to just get back in touch with that? 
And I kind of wanted to just circle back to when you had re-entered your workplace, the place before the COVID pause, you were like, oh my God, I'm going to be fired. My boss, you know, doesn't like me or I'm not too much of a fan of my boss. And then during the COVID pause, you had that time to drop in and really connect with the inner self, the authentic self. And then you came out with a different perspective. And so that brought to mind Dr. Wayne Dyer's quote. Well, I think he quoted somebody else, but he's credited for the quote. But he says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. And that is so very true because I went through that same transformation of really transforming the whole work environment just off of my shifting of my energy alone. So it's like, as we are out here in the world, you know, when we are having certain experiences or certain interactions, the first thing that we have to look at is our energetic frequency. Why is this coming to me? Why am I experiencing this right now? Because like you said, energy doesn't lie. So being aware and being in tune with that energy really dictates how we walk through this life, right? And like you said, you know, it's like connecting to that authentic self. Because when you connect to that authentic self, the, the amount of harmony and peace and that freedom from suffering, that liberation, it molds your life into a completely different picture and experience. Oh, I, I 100% agree. Um, one of, I think my recent post actually, um, I had quoted, you know, your inner critic tells you you can't win a million dollars or you can't have a million dollars. Why? You know, like, oh, because I work at 7-Eleven, you know, like what she posts is just hearsay. And it's like, like you said, you could be whatever it is in this human experience that you are having. You can be a millionaire. It might take five years, but you'll get there if you really manifest it, if you really believe in yourself. Because once you start changing that perception of like, um, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, I'm just a regular person, you know, what is life? What's the meaning of life? We just work. We live. We have kids. We raise them. We die. Like that's some people that really like have that mindset. And it's like, no, what we're here is we are an energetic essence. We are having a human experience. We are in a vessel and we are everlasting growing and we have a purpose here and you will find your purpose, you know, and I, I encourage your audience, like find that, find what your purpose is. And it's probably something that has to do with crafting, right? Probably has something to do with speaking, like just really like pause yourself. Don't think about who you are because some people are like, well, who, you know, who's Koa? Oh, you know, I, I like football. I I do this. I do that. It's like, no, but who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, like, do you ever ask yourself these questions? Like, who am I? Not what I like to do, not what I do for work. Like you said, we're in a do, do, do society. You know, it's who, who are you? What do you, what did you used to like when you were a child? What did, what brought you the most happiness? Your happiness is who you are. And so, you know, I encourage people to pause and find that out, find that. So you can be what you are. You are a human being. We are in this, you know, experience being something and we can be whatever it is that we encourage ourselves. Don't give yourself blockages, get away from those blockages and really connect with yourself. 
love that. Yes, excellent. Yes. Yes. Well the said. beingness of it, because mm -hmm. the beingness is the all there is. The beingness is the unlimited essence that we all have that resides within us. So yes. I love that because what we do is we get so closely identified with like the football player or being a mom or being an employee. And we begin to think that that is who we are, but that's not who we are. Those, that mm -hmm. is just what we are incarnated as. Those are the roles that we assume in this human experience, but we're actually spiritual beings having a human experience. And so, you know, it's very important. And even if you've never thought about it, right, then take a challenge yourself just to fathom it. Like, what if that is true? Mm. What if it is I'm much more than the roles that I assume in this life? What if there's something in me that is endless, like that is boundless, that is so powerful that I can experience? So I, I I love that. Yeah, that that that's uh, it. Reminds me of um, like just us starting the podcast. We were trying to like get some you know started from a starting place, and we're like even just re reminding me of the things that we were going over from the beginning, like talking about us as a blank canvas. You know, just using that as a, a metaphor of when you're a newborn, how you don't have anything that you would call your personality, no judgments, no, you know, no nothing, you don't, you don't, you don't even identify with yourself as a male or female, as a newborn, you know, you don't think of those things, you don't have language to even think in. So we're really, really blank. So it's kind of like, if that's our starting place, and then we grow up and have these personalities, what is that part? Like, what's that part? Who were you when you were, when you had nothing going on, you know, in particular, you know, and then we went into like um, uh, uh, another episode of just awareness, which what you tapped on, like just being aware is a great starting point. Just, you know, so this is, this is really uh, juicy and just reminding me of my own lessons. And I love the fact that you said that, you know, go back to when you were a child, mm -hmm. because even as in our childhood, Everybody did not have a rosy, glorious childhood running through the fields of, you know, daffodils. Mm -hmm. and, but there was an innate happiness, happiness mm -hmm. within us that may have gotten covered up, you know, through our environmental circumstances or situations. But intrinsically, there was this, this feeling of happiness. This joy. Of, yeah. You know, um, and so that is who we really are. We are that. We are that bliss that you know we came here with so i want to um squeeze in two more posts so this one is um your word is the power that you have to create it is through the word that manifests everything your intent manifests through the word what you dream what you feel and what you really are will be manifested through the word don miguel Ruiz. and mm -hmm. right here and I know that's from the four agreements because we always yes. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we had that book in our library as well. We always refer to it uh, whenever we're doing our spirit circle. Um, and you say in your wisdom, what we say has power in it. How we affirm our words has energy in it. In the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, he points out that we should be impeccable with our word. Our word that comes from our voice, not from our thoughts. 
our voice, which become which we become aware of when we hear that, we say with our ears, not our mind. Your voice, which is physical, is real overpowers your inner critic. So your voice, which is physical, is real overpowers your inner critic. Your thoughts, which are not real because your thoughts are not tangible. I cannot hear your words in your mind, just like you can't hear mine. We can only hear our voices that we use our powerful manifesto words to communicate with. If in your thoughts, your inner critic says, your life will never be like theirs, but you who are your voice says out loud, my life is better than it was yesterday and will continue to be better because I say it is. Say it out loud and feel the energy that comes from it. Your words have energy that is connected to you. So be impeccable with your words and use your voice. The word is powerful. I'm sorry, that's my dog. No, dogs are welcome, it's perfectly fine. It's real life here. So, so yes, your voice, which is physical, is real your credit. Yes. So even if you said, even if we're thinking a thought, but never have what they have. But then out of mouth, we say your inner critic is a liar. Like, that's not true. I can do whatever it is from this day on I want to do. Um, so, yeah, so I think that that is very powerful. Um, you say, the, who are your voice says out loud, life is better than it was yesterday and will continue to be so. Mm-hmm. And that's where it is, right? That's how we take control of our life. And we, I want you to speak to this too before we wind down. What do you speak to accountability and being responsible for your life and being accountable for the choices that you make in your life? Because so many of us, we are not realizing that our actions, our energy, our words, we're actually making the choice. And so if we're not aware of the choices that we're making, then we don't think that we're accountable or responsible. But we are, whether or not we're aware of the choices or not the choices, we are totally responsible. So can you accountability? I know your dog is just like going Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Do you need to go give him some love or attention real quick? No, I live in an apartment, so the upstairs people are coming up and down the stairs and they upset her. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, mommy, there's somebody out there. He's doing his yeah. job. That's what's happening. Yeah. Yes. I am sorry if you could just say yeah. your last no, question. You no problem. I totally understand. We're very grateful that ours is being quiet right now. Um, so no, just speaking to the other part of it, of this transformation is taking full responsibility and accountability for ourselves and the choices that we make, whether or not we make them consciously or unconsciously, like really, um, becoming aware of that, of the magic is also in, and the magic of transformation is also in taking accountability and taking responsibility for our choices. Yes. Um, and so with that, I would add in to really, when you don't listen to your inner critic, 
which is always automatic. It's like, you know, like, oh, if you're going to get so mad at a person, you have to, it's hard to pause and be like, no, I'm having an egoic moment and um, I shouldn't listen to the, to, to that, to that judgment, um, to take accountability as far as the choices that you're making. I believe that that's a little bit harder for people. I mean, it's a little bit hard for myself when I'm like, okay, today I'm going to, you know, be not enlightened, but today I'm going to be more aware of what I'm saying to who I say it with. I have a 12 year old, so he's a preteen. And I don't know if, you know, how, if you guys have children, but, um, preteens are very hard (laughs) and they can easily, you know, get you fired up by just the smallest things and attitude and eye roll. Your audience who have children will be like, yes, yes, yes. I can resonate with that. Um, And so it's very easy for us to be reactive versus responsive. So it's hard to say like, I'm, I'm not going to be reactive, but when you, we are reactive, it's like, oh man, okay, you know what? I apologize. I shouldn't have done, you know, I shouldn't have raised my voice as hard as I did reacting to your eye rolls. Um, And so it's just like, I feel like when you are, when you catch that accountability, you are aware. When you catch that, like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have got mad at this person who cut me off. You know, I wish they didn't, but it triggered a reaction into me. You start, when you start that, you become aware. It's just that that little bit of 1%, you can't do it automatically where like, I'm going to be like Buddha and I'm going to be enlightened and everybody, you know, that come across me, I will be happy and I will forgive you. And don't worry about, you know, you cutting me off person and giving me the finger. It's okay. Or like inside truly, we're all like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? But I think once you catch yourself doing those reactions, that is your accountability to become aware. And I think that's a great exercise um, because uh, Koa and I both kind of do this. Um, you know, it's like, how do you control your road rage? Right. That's a great place to exercise that. <laughs> and and that pause that you're talking about in the yoga culture, the yogic culture, um, it's called Praktivashabhavana. And it's that little pause that you take before you respond, you know, either in verbal verbal response or physical response, whatever it is. It's a Praktivashabhavana. So you just kind of like take that pause because in that pause, your breath is in that pause. And so when you connect with that, it could change your whole, you know, um, reaction or your whole response of what the situation could have turned into. Hmm. But like you said, it's really hard to catch yourself, right? So an exercise for our audience, if you drive or even if you walk around the streets of New York, (laughs) is when you're driving, when you find that person doing whatever maneuver that they did that either inconveniences you or whatever, instead of taking that moment and just saying, how could you do this? You know, fist in the air, uh, down with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a reason why the person did it. And we don't know what the reason is, but we're so quick to judge that person just to, for being an in-app driver. And so we respond with anger. But if we just take that moment and see if we can just not respond with anger, just respond with a breath and then keep driving. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like it, it, I get like, my sister tells me like, how do you not get so mad so easily? Because before I used to be very reactive, you know, we're all very active, 
But if you don't practice that, like, okay, pause or meditate or even meditation in prayer, or when you wake up, your mind is like, blah, 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 five million things that you have to do today. By just like how, how you said, like breathing or doing yoga. And so I told her the way that I don't become very reactive to most things that are out there, um, I tell myself, I am not my thought. I am not going to be my lowest vibration. I am not my thought. I am not going to be my lowest vibration. And so then it's like your mind starts telling you what's a low vibration. You start questioning. Then you, you forget about what's going on and you start, your brain is going to be like, what, what is this? What, this is too new. What do you mean low vibration? What do you mean you're not your thoughts? I'm telling you that person just cut you off. You should be very mad at this person or <laughs> this person right here just like bumped into you or that person's not wearing a mask because now we're in the whole like, mask safety thing. That person's not wearing a mask. You should be very scared and you should be very mad that they're not. And it's like, I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my low vibration. Giving yourself a mantra. Mm -hmm. That is something good. Give yourself something that you can be aware of that you can, that way you can help you catch yourself. In my car, I actually have a um, index card that says attention. The word focus is really big here now because one, it brings my focus and attention to driving. What am I doing? I am driving instead of picking up my phone or as I'm driving, thinking about what I'm going to do in an hour or yesterday or tomorrow or hearing a song. And sometimes we get lost even hearing, hearing a song and we're just driving physically, but mentally we're not there. So I always put my attention to that card because that's my mantra while I drive, like, oh, focus. Okay, wait, let me see my right side, my left side. I'm on the highway. Let's not cause an accident today, guys. Like, let's just keep going. <laughs> I love that. Um, audience members, so that's a great mantra. Like, if you're looking for something to keep you grounded, if you're looking for something that can keep you from being sucked in in society's drama, especially this day and age, um, what she said was, I am not my thoughts. I am not my lowest vibration. So that is a great short mantra that we can keep with us because we do begin to think that we are our thoughts, our, mm -hmm. our thoughts, you know, with the inner critic and everything and mm -hmm. being angry. So we think that we're an angry person. No, that's just our thoughts or emotions. So I am not my thoughts. I am not my lower vibration. Yeah, that, that's excellent. Like if I was just even thinking about, you know, the, the recap, it's a lot of um, similar things they were talking about and maybe in different ways, but like just be becoming aware, just being aware, just being aware so you can pause. If you're not aware of anything going on, then you just, you just, you're going wherever the thoughts take you. You're, you're just reacting, like you said. So mm -hmm. it's like becoming aware and then like, um, having a practice, having mantras, just like these, that, that's like so key. Um, and, and it's like one, it's the, 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 just like that metaphor, one hand washing the other. It's mm -hmm. like you, you, you first you're aware, like, wait, there's something going on. This is like the matrix. Something is not, something is not what it appears. That awareness is, is excellent. And then getting into practices just kind of expands your awareness. 
and gets you able to um, do things in real time. You know, something comes up instead of it being like, you know what, I could have paused in that moment three hours ago instead of slapping that person, you know. No, maybe yep. not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, no, I'm joking. But seriously, like, we, sometimes we reflect on what we could have, where we could have paused. And then with our practices and with awareness, um, we start to be able to do it in real time, which is great. And then we get to do it more and more in real time. And eventually your perspective starts shifting. And then, you know, the things that may not even land the same way. It's like, I don't, I don't even have to pause for this because I didn't even interpret it like I used to or like I once did. I would have been all over that person at one point. But now I already, I already see through it before it even comes to me. So these are all great points um, for our, our, our listening audience. Okay, Delilah, I'm so mad at you because you have so many <laughs> yummy posts that I'm like, oh my God, that's so good. So, okay, so I'm going to use two more and then we're going to do our wrap up round. Um, and I actually, I've commented on a lot of your posts. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I said that. So um, this post is validate and you say, once you finally give yourself the validation you've been craving, you will no longer seek it from the world. Emily Searing is, I think her name is, Searing. That's a quote from her. And you say, do not feel the need to seek approval from others for your happiness. You are in control of your happiness and you are the only one who should validate your decision leading into your happiness. You are the only one who should validate your truth. You're the only one who should validate your path and you are the only one who should validate your future. No one can tell you otherwise. This is your life. This is your path. This is your happiness and you are deserving of its worth. You are worthy. Mm -hmm. I love that because we <laughs> also just did a podcast on um, You're the Proof. You're the proof. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I had responded because it's, like I, said, I told you, your podcast, your, your Instagram and our podcast is in such perfect alignment and synergy. It's just bananas. So I love that because that is true. We walk around here feeling like we have to prove ourselves to people and to gain approval from people when actually we are, the, the mere fact that we are here is proof enough. It is. And th this is the word. Oh, that one was such a good one. That one was actually, it's one of my favorite like word ones is because um, you really, everybody seeks validation from someone, your mom, your dad, your sister, your boss, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your neighbor, you know, like from anything, your teachers, instead of seeking that validation from yourself, within. you know, instead of seeing that from within, or if something traumatic has happened, you know, whether um, if, it, if someone in your audience has gotten like uh, sexual abuse as a child or as an adult, you know, and you don't want to say something you want because you're scared that no one will believe in you because no one will validate that truth. They need to know that no one needs to validate their truth because that is their truth. Mm -hmm. No one needs to say, oh, I believe you. Because even if they do say that, it's not your inner self isn't going to resonate with it. Like you have to believe that it is your truth. And you, if you need to speak up, speak up because you do not be afraid to say something. Just like, you know, if when you go through a breakup or when you go through a heartache or when you go through death or when you have a fight with your parents, you know, the truth that is within validate that speak into it 
you know, resonate with it, hold on to it, and then project it if you need to, because you don't need other people to believe you. You just, you have to believe you because like you guys said, we're, we're, we're the spirit having a human experience and we can only live our lives through our own validation, through our perception as well. Right. And it came back to me, what I wanted to chime in, what you said earlier, earlier on in the podcast is that when we were going through breakups, you said that, you know, we feel like we need that other person in our lives to make us feel whatever, to make us feel complete. And the work that, you know, Koa and I are doing, the work that you're doing, what happens from my experience, what I discovered is because I was one that never had a relationship over two years never ever. And I'm in my late forties. And so Koa is the first person that I actually had a relate. Well, now he's my husband, but you know, that I dated over two years. And it's because when I stopped to do the work, I had to become a whole person because when I become a whole person, then I'm going to attract a whole person. So that from full, it's, it's, I'll use the word fullness because when you have fullness, and you have fullness, and you take away fullness from fullness, fullness is still there. Mm -hmm. So I had to become a full person because what happens is if we don't, then yes, we are looking for that other person to complete us. We are looking for that other person to make us feel whole or make us feel full. But when you stop and you do the work and you do the work on becoming full yourself, becoming a whole person yourself, the person that you're going to attract is also going to be a whole full person. And even if the relationship doesn't work out and that person leaves from fullness leaves fullness. So the fullness cannot be subtracted from you because you're already a full and complete person. So that's what I wanted to share. And our last um, quote that I'm telling you, and we have this book too. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. I realize this might feel a bit far-fetched, but remember, you create your reality you, and you've spent a lifetime creating one. Let me start over. You create your reality and you've spent a lifetime creating one you presently have, you have largely based on your limiting beliefs. Jen Censoro, you are a badass. So, I love that book, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Yeah, and it's so it's so true. And you've spent a lifetime creating one you presently have largely based on your limiting beliefs. Um, and this is what you said, and I think this is a shorter one of yours. Yeah. Do you believe you can create a reality where you are in control of the events in your life? Do you believe that you have bad luck or that the F my life phrase is constantly said. Could you believe that you could take your life and change it once you stop believing that your limits control your outcome? Is it, it's possible. You just have to take action and stop telling yourself, well, I can't. You can do anything you want, but without action, you'll say, you'll stay in the same I can't mentality. Take a risk and live. Change I can't to I will. Go and do something you've always wanted to, but created, you, all, you always wanted to, but created a limited belief. You are limitless. You are worthy. You deserve a great life. You have the ability to create your own reality. Take the risk. Mm. 
All of that stuff is taking yourself out of the narrative, right? It's it's extricating yourself out of the narrative because with this, nobody can stop you. You become unfuckwithable. You become Mm -hmm. an unstoppable badass. And that is how we take ourselves out of the narrative, out of the racist narrative, out of the limited narrative. That is how we extract ourselves out of that narrative because while it's going on, we can remove ourselves and then we can show others and help others. Like this is how I remove myself. So if you're looking to extricate yourself out of that narrative, this is how I did it. And it's all about like those mantras, you know, like, like I said, like get yourself out of, I can't, why can't you? I mean, you physically, you're moving, you're breathing. You, you can do anything. Why can't you? They told me I can't, who told you you can't, you know, bosses, counselors. I, I can't believe there are people out there who said, you can't do what you're doing because that's not meant for the society. Or they'll, they'll put like a type of judgment to that. And it's like, no, I can do anything. You can do anything. Your audience can do anything. We are all limitless. We are. There are no limitations to anything. I can't do this right now, but I can and I will. And it, my goal to what I'm wanting to do will happen. If someone comes from a background of, oh, well, my parents always lived on food stamps and we've got evicted and I have a brother who's, who's substance abusers, you know, I guess this is the, the road I'm going to be. And it's like, no, don't, don't think that you are this or that. Get yourself into something that you know you are or that you can do or you will achieve. You know, if nobody told you you can go to college, go to college. Who cares how old you are? It's never too late to do anything that you love to do or anything that you are so passionate about or what the universe is leading into you, you know, or if someone is a spiritual background, what God is leading you to do, you know, just get up and do it. Stop being in the box. Stop thinking like, I can't do this. I can't do that. No, you will say, I will, I will do it. I will, I will, I will. And I will. Mm. (laughs) Love it. Yes. Excellent. All right. So, oh, we're already over our hour, but (laughs) (laughs) it was such a great talk. We're so enjoying ourselves. You know, funny how time flies when you're having fun. Um, Because you know what? It's always so refreshing to have conversations with like, like minds Mm -hmm. and, and sharing, because it's like you we're just in each other's, you know, body, just speaking words, you know? (laughs) Yes. The energy. (laughs) After our, um, one of our examples and podcast idols, AJ, um, tell us what one of your favorite quotes is. My, oh, so one of my favorite quotes just in general? Yeah. Okay. I I wrote that down right here. (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually, um, this is from the Bible, actually. I don't know which testament, but it's a psalm. It says, do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. Mm. And so that is my favorite quote. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great one. The renewing of the mind. Yeah. Yeah. And not conforming to this world out here. Yeah. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so and you, you, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go through the whole post. But I'm gonna touch on one of yours because one of them was about time, and we yes. did kind of touch on this here today. 
uh, overall, the gist of it I loved was just to be present. And you had talked about that before uh, um, earlier, as far as, you know, just not being all into the future or, or thinking about or what the person did to me, I can't believe it and just reliving it, bringing that, bringing what you're either imagining to come into your present moment. It's not here. It's not even happening. But here you are making it be a present moment or it's something from the past that you're just replaying, replaying, making it a part of your present. And um, and we all do that at one point or another, one way or another. And it's not always negative. Sometimes we're just, oh, man, you know, fantasizing about something that yeah. was great or something that's about to come up. I'm about to go on vacation. I'm about to be on that plane. I'm about to be, and you're not on that plane yet. Be present. <laughs> Still stay in the moment. So it's very, you have you have just tons of um, great Yummy posts. Yummy posts. Yeah. And on, on the time post, I'm not going to read your whole um, narrative, but at the end, you said you are worthy to live a happy life right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right now. Yes. So um, if you have one book to recommend, what would that book be? Oh my gosh, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So actually I would say uh, Good Vibes, Good Life by Vex King. Okay. Mm. That one set okay. me on my path and that one will set many others on theirs. Beautiful. And my fun question of the day, what is your favorite curse word? People think that just because (laughs) we're spiritual people that we don't curse, that we don't like to drink. Of course we do. We're human beings. So what's your favorite curse word? Oh my gosh. (laughs) What a question. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I would say what the fuck. Like what what the fuck? fuck? So far, that's the winning curse yeah, word. Yeah, it really is. It really is. So far, that's it. That's the most popular one. Delilah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Delilah of the Instagram, I grow, you grow, regrow, with an underscore in between each word. Check out her Instagram post. You will get so much upliftment out of it. That's what drew us to her. Wonderful being. It was so beautiful talking to you. Um, we are Tezra and Koa. And uh, this is I Am Not That Podcast. Yeah. And you can find us on? On Instagram, I Am Not That underscore podcast. So yeah, look us up on there. And also just look for the podcast on your favorite podcast, whatever. Platform. There you go. (laughs) And and Delilah, we just broke a thousand thousand downloads. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, you guys. It was a pleasure of me hanging out with y'all. I I love that. And we will have you on again, you know, in the near future. So we will see you on your beautiful post on Instagram. Thank you. You too. Bye. (laughs) Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at I am not that underscore podcast. And if you have any questions or any comments of any kind, we'd love to hear from you. That would be our email addresses. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. I am not that podcast at gmail.com. So yes, we'd love to hear from you till next time. <laughs>